Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, a reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Friday, September 22nd, 2023. It is the 24th Friday in Ordinary Time, and our reading today is from the Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus journeyed from one town and village to another, preaching and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. Accompanying him were the twelve and some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward, Chusa, Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their resources. So, it's like reading about the first parish. Nowadays, you go into a parish and you have the the calendar they give you and, well, look, there's this women's meeting this night, there's the the Columbiettes, and then there's the, the Knights of Columbus, and then there's the Legion of Mary, and you got the parish council and the finance council and the liturgy committee. And of course, you have, you know, staff meetings and the senior group that meets and then the other senior group that meets. And well, those two senior groups don't get along. So it's good that we have two of them. And then you have now more and more nowadays, you have Hispanic ministry coming in and they have their prayer groups and, you know, and it's beautiful stuff. When I talk about Hispanic people coming in, I mean, these are the people right now that have lots and lots of faith. And yeah, they're coming in from other countries. A lot of them are not speaking English very well, at least not yet. Uh, But yeah, they'll bring in a ton of people. And yeah, you know, they have their separate prayer group. They're separate this, they're separate that, which is the one thing that I wish didn't have to happen. I wish, you know, we could just all pray together, (laughs) right? And I wasn't going to make this a sermon about parishes and parish life, but man, I wish... You know, language wasn't a barrier. I wish we could all learn from each other, pray together. Yeah, sometimes you have to make a little sacrifice. I'm going to say the Hail Mary this time in Spanish. Just like in the past, we might have said it in Italian or in German or in Polish. And you know what? It's still the Hail Mary. I still know what it means if I'm saying it or it's being said in another language. I love listening to tapes of Pope John Paul saying it in all kinds of different languages. And I pray along with him. Or Padre Pio saying it in Italian great experiences. But this is an early experience of parish ministry. Jesus is going from town to town with his group. His parish is coming with him. See, well, that's one thing that teaches us about parish life. We're supposed to be evangelizing constantly, <laughs> not having our little turf wars, you know, the Knights of Columbus versus the, uh, you know, the men's prayer group that was founded by the priest or something like that. Um, They preach and proclaim the news of the kingdom. It's all about Jesus and his coming among us. There are the leaders. There are the others. There's men. There's women. There's people that have been cured of evil spirits. Sometimes in a parish setting, I would talk about evil spirits and get all kinds of complaints. You're scaring my kid. I'm not coming to this church anymore. Well, I'm sorry. You don't want the gospel. You don't want like what Jesus's mission is. Anyway, we have Mary Magdalene who becomes a leader and it says Jesus delivered her from seven demons. And then Susanna provides for them out of her resources. Isn't that something? So you have the providers, you have the workers, you have the prayers. Everybody's got their different gifts. You got those who preach. If anybody saw the first episode of season one of The Chosen, we see the scene with Mary Magdalene. And you know, it's a beautiful episode. 
but I don't need that episode. <laughs> this is funny when people say, oh, I don't need to go to Mary. I don't need to go to the whatever. I don't know. Let's not address that. We're not talking about differences between Catholics and Protestants, but I'm just making the point. I don't need to watch that episode to know how much Jesus and Mary Magdalene loved each other, how much there was a tenderness and what happened, you know, just the fact that she stayed there at the foot of the cross, the fact that she, uh, you know, washed his feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. She loved him because he restored her dignity. What does that mean? He was fatherly to her. He was like a big brother, except something more. He delivered her from her demons. Where did those demons come from? He called her by name, as we see in that episode, and you just want to cry because she was using a fake name. It was the demon's name. He knew her just as he knew the other disciples. And we see evidence of that in the gospels. I saw you under the fig tree. I, uh, you know, just different instances of Jesus, maybe giving someone a new name, Jesus calling them by name, Jesus looking at them lovingly. So with Mary Magdalene, why did she have seven demons? Well, who knows? I mean, Maybe she made mistakes in the story that they show you in that TV show. I mean, once again, we don't know that that's the real story, but there's an issue with the mother not being there and then issues with the father. And so she was wounded. She was wounded deep down. How many of our people today are wounded because of broken families, because of a broken society? So there's wounds. And a lot of times when we're wounded, we don't know where to go to get healing. Jesus is the ultimate physician, but a lot of people don't know that. And yeah, there's physicians that are doing great work out there. There's all kinds of people, you know, therapists and support groups and 12 steps, all kinds of good things happening, but there's also all kinds of bad stuff happening out there too. Sometimes people go to drugs for their relief. Sometimes that's illegal drugs and sometimes that's prescription drugs and the doctors are the ones prescribing them. Say, no, take this, you'll feel better. But that doesn't solve the problem. It's a band-aid that doesn't last. So Mary Magdalene, who knows, you know, if she went other places to get the healing that she needed. There have been numerous times I've dealt with deliverance situations where, yeah, the family called the church and they called the priest, but they also called mediums and things like this because they saw it on TV. And those things made it worse. They opened up the portal to hell even bigger. So they needed prayer, deliverance prayer. They needed confession. They needed to shut the portal. With Mary Magdalene, that was shut because of her relationship with Jesus and all the good that came after the two of them met. But yes, she had perhaps opened herself up to negative things, made it worse. Who knows? But she has this situation where it's pretty clear that she's possessed. I mean, there's also oppression, which means you're plagued by demons, you're harassed by demons, but it's not full-blown possession. And oppression and obsession and things like that, they can be delivered through deliverance prayers. We can all say deliverance prayers. Say the name of Jesus. Ask for deliverance from evil spirits. Call upon his precious blood. I've also been told... 
you know, and I, I try to be very careful about these things. And really, we need to make good confessions and be in the state of grace before addressing the evil one. However, I've been told sometimes what needs to happen, and I, I know they address this in Unbound Ministries as one example uh, where you address the demon, but in in the name of Jesus, you say, I command this demon uh, to be gone. In the name of Jesus, I renounce this demon. In the, in the name of Jesus, I command this demon to leave. I've heard another source tell me that, uh, and these are good sources in the church, in the name of Jesus, I command the, or I bind this demon and I send it to the foot of the cross to be judged by Jesus. So we don't dwell on it. We just say it. It's a, it's a deliverance or it's a binding we use the name of Jesus. We call on his precious blood. Of course, calling on Mary, our guardian angels, the archangels, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, uh, calling on St. Joseph, terror of demons, calling on our patron angels and saints, calling on the Holy Spirit, and then asking that the Holy Spirit fill us when the demons are gone so that they don't come back to an empty house, finding it clean and taking up their residence once again. So I'm just thinking of a quick little story of a family that had some issues because of bad decisions that were made in the, in the family history. And, um, this is, this kind of thing sometimes happens. There's all kinds of weird things that happen, but, um, there had been a death in the family. And after the death, um, one of the family members started receiving phone calls. And this was at a time when you would get your phone bill and you could see the origin of the phone call. And there was no origin of these calls, they went to the police, they went to the phone company, they couldn't help them. There was no origin of the calls, but sometimes they'd answer the call or sometimes they would check the message later. And in a demonic voice, there would be this statement of, you know, I have so-and-so she's in hell with me. Ha 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 ha. And horrifying. And I thought to myself at the time when I heard this, man, if this is a human being making this happen, I I'm so mad at that person. But who knows? It could have been a demon. It's it's hard to say, but what did we do? We simply got together. We said deliverance prayers. It stopped happening. And I constantly recommend for people involved in situations like this, get to confession. Because whatever might have been done here by you, by the other person, whatever, a confession, I think it, it was said by an exorcist recently, a confession is worth like a thousand exorcisms. Get to confession. Anything that you did that might have opened up a way to the demon or held on to the demon or whatever, confess it. It closes the door, but also regularly saying deliverance prayers. The, our father at the end of it, we say, deliver us from evil. Uh, and that's a deliverance prayer right there. We're saying to our father in heaven, Abba. So anyway, this is what parish ministry is supposed to be about. This is what the church is supposed to be about. We are banding together together with Our Lady, together with the saints, together with one another. We're making Jesus the center of everything. We're asking God to heal us and the people around us. We're preaching his name. We're preaching that healing in his name. We're asking the Lord Jesus by his name and by his blood to deliver us from evil spirits. And we're continuing to transform the world around us a little bit at a time. I often think, too, one final little point here about the use of sacramentals and just regularly, you know, using holy water to bless our homes, putting metals and blessed objects everywhere, blessed pictures, crucifixes, the Bible, reading the Bible out loud, it drives out the devil, especially when it's done with faith. It really needs faith and it needs conversion. 
So having a heart, each one of us that's, you know, in a state of ongoing conversion and constantly wanting Jesus to be in everything, to be around us. And more and more, this is how we conquer the world around us. It's not going to be through the meetings and the ideas and the mission statements and all that stuff. No, it's going to happen through our dedication to Jesus, bringing Jesus in, bringing him in our, into our hearts, spending time in prayer and sharing that grace with one another. Have a great day. God bless you.